0: Yo, 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 shalom, shalom family Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Bread Podcast Where we read the word of Yahuwah daily And the Daily Bread Podcast is presented to you by Living for Yahuwah Ministries Uh, I'm your host, Daliahu And we're here to read another chapter So today we're reading uh, Exodus or Shemuk chapter 21 And, uh, yeah, buckle up, because it's going to be a a good ride, and it's going to be a nice ride. So, let's get into the scriptures. So, if you guys are new here, you know we're here to read uh, one chapter. But before we read, we like to start by praying. So, we clear our hearts, clear our minds, and just be ready to receive the word of Yahuwah. So, we're going to do that before we read. Uh, But before we pray, let's... I want to give you guys a quick little recap just in case if you're not sure what's going on you just dropped in here it's your first chapter reading with us um just a short recap so the point is we are on shemuk chapter 21 and um been two books before this one book before this which is the book of genesis we read completely already which just tells the story of civilization from creation of man to from Adam to Noah, and again Noah was a righteous man in Yahuwah's sight, and he saved him through the destruction of the earth on the on the boat. You may have heard of Noah's Ark. You may have heard that before. So we read about Noah, and then after Noah, we get in his lineage, we continue to read about uh, our father Abraham. So Abraham was a righteous man, in a wicked generation. And Yahuwah chose him, he came to him, made a covenant with him, and uh we are Abraham's children shortly to put it to put it short and uh we have been chronicling the adventures and the journey of Abraham's family from Isaac to Jacob whose name got changed to Yasharal and uh, all their travels and journeys so but the most important thing through all of their travels the Most High Allahim Yahuwah has been with them so that's a blessing because we can look forward to the same type of uh walk with you who are the same type of journey, so that's already, uh, you know, some, some key words, some key details that you should know before you start reading, Abraham, his children, journey, and understanding that we can expect the same type of things, these things are secular, so anyway, for example, Abraham's children, or at this point, Israel's children, right, uh, ended up in Egypt because of the famine. They went down because of the famine to get food. Luckily, Yahuwah he sent somebody before them. He sent his malak before them the angels, messenger, to find favor in the sight of Pharaoh and all the Egyptians. And uh, the he- Hebrews were accepted in Egypt. They found refuge in the famine. But as you may have heard, you know, after the sons of Israel died, or Yashura. We had Pharaoh who didn't know Joseph and our forefathers. And they started to treat the Hebrew people horribly, even killing them and uh, just committing mass murder. So anyway, at this point, chapter 21, all those things are behind us. Yahuwah raised up Moses. He sent Moses to tell Pharaoh, let the people go. And all these things happened. So now we are officially out of captivity. And can you say hallelujah? So we're definitely happy about that. Even at this point, where, we, where I'm sitting right now, I feel like this is exactly what's going on. We're out of captivity, we're in the wilderness, and we are following Yahuwah. So now it's time to hearken to his commandments. The last chapter, chapter Exodus chapter 20, we read about the 10 commandments, or the 10 words, or 10 matters, so-called. And uh, now we're continuing on with Knowledge, wisdom, understanding of the word of Yahuwah. So, all praise to Yahuwah for that. So now, let's read, I mean, let's pray and then we can start reading chapter 21. So, that's great. If you can, let's stand, spread your hands, open your palms, face the direction where the temple once stood in Jerusalem. And um, let's pray. Baruch HaTah our father who is in heaven permit your name to be set apart permit your reign to come permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven we ask and we pray that you give us this day our daily bread that you forgive us for our sins and our transgressions against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead laws I ask that you allow us not to be led into trial but save us and deliver us from the wicked one for yours is the reign, the power and the esteem not forever with these things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign Yahusha Allah Yahuwah Tudai Yahuwah Yahuwah Amen yes hallelujah all praise and esteem to our Father our Heavenly Father so Yeah, at this point family, it's time to get into the Word. So if you can, turn to Exodus chapter 21 in your Bible, your online Bible, ebook, whatever you got. And uh, let's read. So Exodus chapter 21. Now these are the rules that you will set before them, the rules or the statute, the judgments. When you buy a Hebrew slave, he will serve six years and in the seventh he will go out free for nothing. If it come if he comes in single, he will go out single. If he comes in married, then his wife will go out with him. If his master gives him a wife, and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and her children will be her masters, and he will go out alone. Verse 5. But if he if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. Then his master will bring him to Alahim and he will bring him to the door or the doorpost. And his master will bore his ear through with an awl and he will be his slave forever. And this is a great topic. It's a great way to start out reading the commandments because this one take us straight into property law, for example, and just understand it. Again, the rule is a slave will only serves six years, a Hebrew slave they started six years, and the seven year they free. So it was right in line with our seven pattern of freedom, uh, jubilee, uh, just freedom and redemption, you know. So you got the right to be redeemed in the seven year, But the point is, the property law come into the aspect and we see the master got a particular role because the children and the wife, if he give that to a the slave, then that remains with the master. So the master got a certain amount of power over people, not only their job occupation, but their life, you know? So, uh, it just understand. you know, we all have a master, and we got to respect. So it's very interesting. Verse 7, When a man sells his daughter as a slave, she will not go out as the male slave. If she does not please her master who has designated her for himself, then he will let her be redeemed. He will have no right to sell her to a foreign people since he has broken faith with her if she if he designates her for his son he will deal with her as with a daughter if he takes another wife to himself he will not diminish her food her clothing or her marital rights and if he does not do these three things for her she will go out for nothing without payment of money interesting so women slaves, Hebrew slaves different from the men, but they're all servants and they all have a master. You gotta take note of these things. Verse 12, whoever strikes a man so that he dies will be put to death. And you say you can't hit people. You hit them and they die. <laughs> Interesting. Verse 13, but if he did not lie and wait for him, but Allah let him fall upon, fall into his hand, then I will appoint for you a place to, a place to which he may flee verse 14 but if a man willfully attacks another to kill him by cunning you will take him from my altar that he may die whoever strikes his father or his mother will be put to death whoever steals a man and sells him anyone found in possession of him will be put to death so kidnapping was a a crime punishable by capital murder If you steal a whole person, you got to die. That's crazy. Or I guess somebody else's slave or servant. You can't steal people. Kidnapping is a no-no. According to verse 16. Let's continue. Verse 17. Whoever curses his father or his mother will be put to death. That's a big no-no. Verse 18. When men quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist and the man does not die but takes. his bed if the man rises again and walks outdoors with his staff he who struck him will be clear only he will pay for the loss of his time and will have him thoroughly healed verse 20 when a man strikes his slave male or female with the rod and the slave dies under his hand he will be avenged but if the slave survives a day or two he is not to be avenged for the slave is his money. So again, we're talking about possession. So you don't necessarily get you don't necessarily get punished if you hurt your slave too bad. But if you hurt them more badly, then it's a punishment. So it's very interesting chapter because it's showing the line, the property line. How far can you go with your property, human capital? So it's very interesting chapter. And today I think this translates to labor laws and, and employee rights and stuff like that. That's what we call these type of things. But these concepts are not new and that's interesting. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out but there is no harm, the one who hit her will surely be found as the woman's husband will impose on him and he will pay as the judges determine. But, if there is harm, then you will pay life for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, strike for strike. Yes. When a man strikes the eye of his slave, male or female, and destroys it, he will let the slave go free because of his eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his slave, male or female, He will let the slave go free because of his tooth. When an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox will be stoned. So even the animals get stoned. Damn. And his flesh will not be eaten. But the owner of the ox will not be liable. So the owner don't get killed. Only the animal get killed. Verse 29. But... If the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has has been warned, but has not kept the end, and it kills a man or a woman, the ox will be stoned, and its owner also will be put to death. Verse 30. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he will give for the redemption of his life whatever is imposed on him. So if your animal kills somebody, and they had a habit of doing that in the past, the animal is going to die. You could die. But you got an option to give your house or whatever possessions, whatever goods you have. You can't redeem your life for what your animal did. So that's interesting. Very interesting. That's interesting. Verse 31. <clears throat> if it gores a man's son or daughter, he will be dealt with according to this same rule. Hmm. If the ox gores a slave, okay, difference right here being made. If he gores a slave, male or female, the owner will give to their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox will be stoned. Hmm, interesting. Slaves' lives are counted different. Period. Verse 33. When a man opens a pit, or opens, or when a man digs a pit and does not cover it, and an ox or donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit will make restitution restoration he will give money to his owner and the dead beast will be his Mm. that must be a deep pit man they kill a whole donkey or ox because you dug a pit that big and the animal died that's very interesting verse 35 when one man's ox butts another's so that it dies then they will sell the live ox and share its price and the dead beast also they will share or if it is known that the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past and its owner has not kept it in, he will repay ox for ox and the dead beast will be his wow yo that's so interesting like i'm so amazed because i read this before but just how clear the scriptures speak about property and property rights is amazing like there's no confusion and these, it's important to know that these scriptures and the precepts, they are, how can I say, it? they they are transcendent. They apply to different situations. They give us the example of my ox and your ox, but it applies to all property. It's property law. Whether we talking about my car and your car, if your car did this, your car hit my car, guess what? You owe me. You gotta pay this to the full. Or whatever. Your employee hit my employee, or my slave hit your slave. My farm worker did this to your property. Your farm worker did this to my property. We have in the Torah. A framework of rules. To go by to justify these situations. So. I hope that makes sense. Because this is where we at now. We had the beginning with Genesis. And genealogies. And understanding the families and the covenants, And then we had slavery, captivity. Understanding the plan of Allahim. But now we. Got to the point where we read reading his words. His commandments. And now we got to wrap our heads around these things. And, and, and make sure we understand it. Because this is righteousness. The foundation of righteousness. And this is what everything is built on. So it's a blessing. And I uh, appreciate you guys coming along for the ride. Walking with us. Reading with us. So uh, yeah. Until the next episode. Shalom family. I uh, appreciate you guys listening again. Uh, we encourage you guys to follow the podcast. Make sure you follow it so you get notified every time we drop a new episode. Uh interact with us in the question and answer segment. Let us know if any of these commandments or precepts are you familiar with or have you ever really act literally acted out any or fulfilled any commandment like this? Have you ever been in one of these situations? Uh always interesting to discuss and uh yeah, I appreciate you guys. The links will be below to follow us on social media and such. And again, until the next chapter, family, shalom.